Jadier's podcast, the musical version. <laughs> I'm not singing. Why not? <laughs> you don't want me to sing, that's why. So I, I'm Joe. I'm Angela. And uh, we're going to be talking about this week our kind of weekend trip to New York City where we saw Frozen the musical. Yeah, we did. So I guess you're in the singing spirit, the Broadway spirit there. So you were saying I like that little ditty to lead us in. You're welcome. I, uh, I, I'm gonna. Re- it's gonna be released on radio pretty soon. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna go straight up Billboard's charts. Sounds good. Uh, before we get to that, though, uh, some pieces of Disney news. So a couple of things around Galaxy's Edge. So we talked a few weeks ago about how. Uh, Disneyland was going to be instituting a four-hour window of time for the first month. Correct. So you'd have four hours, and we talked about, oh, we're not sure how much they're going to enforce it. Well, it sounds like that they're, they aren't going to enforce it. They're going to be using stormtroopers, potentially, even, to kick you out. So This is go- such a good idea. Yeah. So if you stay over four hours and you don't leave, they're going to have stormtroopers walking around. And kind of throwing you out. No, I, I was wondering how, because Disney does not like to make people upset in any way, shape, or form. So I was wondering how they were going to do this without it being like kind of seeming sort of almost rude. But the stormtroopers can totally be rude and tell you to get out. Right. It's perfect. I will say though, and, and Galaxy's Edge is actually opening this weekend at Disneyland. But I think, I mean, this is a great idea. I wonder, I asked this on Facebook. But I wonder how many people are now going to stay Purposefully the four stay, hours yeah. just to get thrown out by stormtroopers. So I think this may actually make people stay longer I was because they're going to be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm here three hours. I might as well stay another hour just to get thrown out like by the stormtroopers. Oh, maybe they won't catch me or something. So, But I do think I, I think it is a, a phenomenal idea. But I do think there's going to be a lot of people specifically staying for that. But what it sounds like they're, they're going to do is have kind of colored wristbands. So they'll know what time Ooh, you got in. That's what I said they so, should do. Yeah, so that way they'll, they'll be able to tell. Awesome. Uh, so that's the Disneyland version of Galaxy's Edge on the East Coast in Walt Disney World. They, are gonna, they must be expecting a lot of people to be coming Uh, when Galaxy's Edge opens. So they will not be doing, at least as of right now, a reservation system like Disneyland is doing, that you need a reservation, like I said, for the first month to enter the land. It's going to be open to all guests, but they must have gotten a huge influx of um, people reserving hotels and things because they have actually instituted extra, extra magic hours. (laughs) So, you know, extra, extra, read all about it. (laughs) But from... So when Galaxy's Edge opened, so we'll we'll start that day. So on August uh, 29th through August 31st, so the first couple of days it's open, Hollywood Studios is going to open for at 6 a.m. for all guests. So I imagine there will be people camped uh, camped out the night before uh, of the 29th, and then probably the 30th and 31st, there'll probably be people there at two or three in the morning uh, getting in line. But from September 1st... I bet you any money there will be people camped out there like the, the, at park close. Days before. Yeah. 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 So from... No, so the, but then from September 1st to November 2nd is when the extra, extra magic hours are implemented. So this is just for guests staying on property. 
the Disney Hollywood Studios is going to be open from it's going to open at 6 a.m. every day. So from six to nine are going to be extra magic hours. But not only is Hollywood Studios opening early, Disney's Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. as an extra, extra magic hour every day. And that's actually starting on August 29th, and it's through November 2nd. So they have to be anticipating so many people because not only are they expecting, or they're opening Hollywood Studios early, but they have to be anticipating that Hollywood Studios is going to reach capacity by 7 a.m. Because why else would you open Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom at 7 a.m.? You're just making it so people have a place to go. Right. So they're, they're probably figuring, hey, by 6.37, Hollywood Studios is going to be closed. So since all those people are up, they're going to need a this, place to go. So they'll send them to the other parks. This is a fabulous opportunity for us to figure out what the park capacity is. So we need a an, an Enchanted Ears listener, who we still need a good name for, to stand outside of Hollywood Studios and don't go into Galaxy's Right. Edge. Just count. Just stand there just count. and count every guest that walks through. This is an unpaid door. internship. <laughs> And uh, maybe we'll write you a letter of recommendation if you do a good job. I can write you a good one. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That's You're really putting a lot of pressure on yourself there. Uh, but really, it's for the glory is really what it comes down to. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just to know what the capacity is because I guarantee exactly. it will hit. Well, no, it, I mean, it, it seems like it is. It is interesting, though, that Epcot is not included in this extra, extra magic hour times. So, which That's is so, and food and wine is going on. You would think that they well, would want food and wine is going on, and ho- you can walk to Epcot from Hollywood Studios. So you would think if you go to Hollywood Studios at uh, six thirty in the morning and it's closed, now you're going to have to get on a bus and take a bus to Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom to go to a park. Whereas you could just walk over to Epcot, but Epcot's not going to open for another three hours. Well, maybe the vendors so. don't want to open that early or something, like. Maybe they I, don't. They I mean, don't want to pull that. They long probably today. think, yeah, they probably think it's not a big enough pull for Epcot either. Because you're right, it's a it's a lot of food based stuff, and those, most of those places don't open for meals until like eleven. Like a lot of them don't at breakfast. Most of them are like lunch based. Whereas Animal Kingdom has Pandora, which people but, love to begin with. Magic Kingdom has a ton of rides. But if they do decide that they want to do that, that would be a fantastic opportunity for somebody during food and wine to do like a cool waffle stand and then people could eat there and then the last thing is disney announced a disney uh villains after hours event at the magic kingdom uh this summer so from june 6th to august 8th uh so this is a continuation of their after hours events that they have at the park so it's going to be from 7 p.m on and it's going to be villains themed that's incredible and also we talked about before, although this isn't at Epcot, which is, we said that basically Epcot has festival all year round. This seems like it might actually be the thing that they're doing to sort of fill in that gap. Like, okay, there's not that something at Epcot, but we can get people to come down here to do this Disney villains thing. Right. And the after hours events have been growing. So, I mean, every park has them now where they have after hours events. It's a hard ticketed event. You, you know, you pay extra, but it, it's a very limited there's only a few thousand tickets sold so it's very easy to ride a ton of rides but magic kingdom does a lot of theme ones so this this like i said this is a villain one so there's going to be a brand new villain stage show with hades and meg from hercules uh maleficent dragon is going to be out there's going to be special 
um, food and beverage options, special merchandise. So it seems like it'll be a, a pretty cool event. And this is the first kind of villains-focused event Disney has done. I have to imagine, too, that there's going to be an incredible Scar show after the smashing success of The Lion King. And they're just going to really just blow it out of the water Maybe be next and year. give him his rightful position in the Disney villains canon instead of kind of you know, the, making uh, them the... The only problem is they'll they use the new Scar that you don't like. <laughs> So be uh, careful what you wish for. Uh, be careful what you wish for. So I have to imagine they would still default to the animated one because the one that they created for this one looks like he's had like termites. Not when this movie does too well. It's all going to be live action stuff no. after this. So. No, no. All right, you want to uh, you want to do a question first before we jump into Frozen? Sure. Real quick. So uh, we actually got this question from a couple listeners. So we got it uh, from uh, Brian R. And actually, uh, Jennifer S. asked a, a similar question as well. And so there must be uh, something going around. But they both kind of asked, essentially, is, di- is Goofy a dog or a cow? And at first, it, it's like, obviously, he's a dog. I mean, you kind of look this up, though, online. So I think there is like a, like something going around on so- the internet that's saying Goofy is a cow. But you know, Brian brought up some good points uh, whenever he asked his question that uh, Goofy dates um, Clarabelle Clarabelle the cow. And most of the Disney characters, their significant others are the same species. So Mickey and Minnie are are both uh, mice. Uh, Donald and Daisy are both ducks. So if if Goofy is with Clarabelle the cow, he's obviously a cow. No, you're right. So, it, it, but it, it's it's an interesting question though because it does bring up, it makes you think. Like you obviously go, oh no, he's he's a dog, obviously. But then you start thinking about that. You start thinking about, well, if he's a dog, and Pluto's a dog, why is Pluto walk on four legs and not talk, and Goofy walks on two legs and does talk? Right, right. So uh, I I did I did check this out, and I of course went to just the absolute paragon of truth snopes.com and just read read through their article and basically there is an article online that claims that goofy is a cow and it creates all these arguments there's an article online that claims everything about everything too exactly so it makes some interesting and cool arguments about like clarabelle and stuff like that but it said that in snopes it says it's it's very obvious it's it's kind of like an onion article it's very obvious it was written to be funny, not yeah. to be serious. But it, and it, it does make you think. I mean, you, you immediately dismiss it, but then you do kind of think about it. Now, so yeah, you did some digging on Snopes. You know, I kind of went back through the the Walt Disney biography where they talk about the creation of Goofy and Pluto. And, and really, like, there is no great explanation on why Goofy walks on two legs and Pluto doesn't. I mean, the best thing you can kind of find is that Pluto is Mickey's pet, so that's why he acts like a dog, whereas Goofy is his own person, and that's why he's more uh, anthropomorphic. And very nice. And so you know, kind of like Mickey and stuff. But but there's no real like kind of rhyme or reason to it. So it, it is interesting. Um, but then when we were down in Disney World a few weeks ago, because they, they asked this question a little bit ago, and we took some time to research it thoroughly research every question that we get here so you know we don't want to just jump to an answer but when we were in disney world a couple of weeks ago i asked some of the cast members that were with goofy hey can you uh 
can you settle this for us? And they, they said, no, you know, he's definitely a dog. Um, I will say that there is a, there is a, an argument for Goofy not being a dog because he doesn't have a tail, but he could have had his tail docked. Yeah, he's definitely a dog. It, it, is, a, it is a very interesting and kind well, of thought-provoking question. One of his original names was Dippy Dog. Exactly. So I think that that really shows their intention there. And um, in addition to that, I mean, there's just there's just so many other things. I mean, he just looks like a dog. Right. Exactly. So Enchanted Ears, definitive opinion, dog. Goofy dog. All right. Yep. (laughs) So thanks for the question. And uh, if you want to have your question answered and thoroughly researched, like I said, thoroughly (laughs) researched, we take all of these very seriously. You can uh, ask us on Facebook where we are at Enchanted Ears Podcast, or you can send it through our website, www.enchantedearspodcast.com slash podcast question. You can also message us on Instagram. Yes, at Enchanted Ears Podcast on Instagram. So uh, let's get into our main topic this week where we are kind of giving a a, kind of our review, a, a brief recap of what we thought about the Broadway musical Frozen. So we, we've talked about some of the other Disney musicals in the past on the show. Uh, most recently, I think Aladdin. I think we talked only about Aladdin. We haven't actually covered The Lion King because we'd seen that in the past. Yeah, but but like, we've talked we've talked about Lion King and, and right, mo- right. most recently Aladdin. Uh, but recently, so we, we were able to go see Frozen. Um, I think we're both kind of casual fans of the movie. We've we talked about this in our recap episode of our trip that. I love Frozen Ever After at Epcot, and riding that ride <laughs> makes me love Frozen. I don't. I mean, the movie, like I said, I've seen it once. I thought it was good, but the I ride, okay. the ride makes me love Frozen. So right. I was like, oh, let's go see the, the musical. It looked looks really amazing. I mean, great sets and everything. And I, I think, I mean, overall, just you know, kind of a, a too long didn't read kind of recap here. I think it was a great show. Yeah, you know, if I would highly suggest going to yeah, see it. Yeah, definitely, especially if you're if you're a fan of the movie, if your kids are a fan of the movie. There are a lot of kids there. Although, warning, there is, and this is definitely a point we need to talk about, but there is some kind of like shocking, almost nudity in it. I mean, it's well done, it's tasteful. Yeah, you yeah, don't see ca- anything you shouldn't see, but at the, the people same are time, wearing. The, some people might find that offensive. The dancers are wearing um, like a nude, nude body like suit. spandex, yeah, yeah. bodysuit. So they're not. Nobody's actually like naked on stage, right? With but, like fig leaves over leaves over their privates. It's, so, it's it's played for laughs, and it just how like a lot of Disney and Pixar movies. There's jokes in there for the adults for them to get to keep right. them interested. It's a similar thing. I mean, it's. It, it is really. It's a musical. It's a musical for kids, but in the same respect, I mean, Broadway musicals aren't for children per se. So there, you know, there does have to be something in there to keep the adults entertained. I mean, there's they're obviously in this. the one. Right, exactly. But there's definitely. But, plenty. Yeah, but I think overall it was great. I mean, in the in the movie, you know, there's like five or six original songs, so obviously they have to expand it for the musical. Well, I just wanted I wanted to go back and talk about in that Oaken song, uh, they have <laughs> at the very end, they're dancing with their fig leaves and they keep like shifting their hands from side to side. And for like a second, you think you're definitely going to see something. And it's just the, the choreography going with the like the humorous part of the scene. It's it's just so well done. It's a very enjoyable. It is. It's like the character of Oaken himself, right? And that and that Oaken song is one of like kind of the new songs right. they created. So, so I think there are like four new songs. Um, well, there's more than that because I mean, they fill out a lot of. 
you know, there's six songs in the movie and there's a lot more songs in the musical. So it's, it's definitely filled out. They had the original composers kind of came back and write additional songs, um, for the musical. They all blend in very well. I mean, it, it, you can't necessarily tell of, Oh, Hey, like this is a much better song, you know, than the other one. I mean, all of your favorites are there. Do you want to build a snowman? Let it go. Right. Well, yeah, they didn't have the ice song though. The ice song was missing. Okay. But I mean, but a lot of like, you know, the, the main songs every, are in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love is an open door. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So all those songs are in there. And then there's also the addition of the Oaken song and monster, which is a, uh, this is one of the other things that this, the musical does a lot better than the shorter Disney film. Uh, it really explores Elsa's own concept of herself. It's so it shows this darker side to frozen where Elsa thinks that she is this monster that needs to be controlled and contained or get away from everyone else. Right. And, and to your point, you know, the musical's two and a half hours long, so they have much more time to kind of delve into, you know, more of that character backstory or, you know, allow Elsa some time to communicate like what she's going through at these various scenes, as opposed to, you know, uh, an animated movie where it's you know try you know two hours you have to be a little bit quicker you don't have as much time to explore some of that stuff exactly it follows the movie pretty well some of the other changes they made though the trolls aren't right in it at all so which was one of the things I was kind of surprised about so w- when it first starts and Anna is hit you know initially as a child with, with the Elsa's magic they call these like people of the mountain or something like that uh, I think to, to kind of come and help. So instead of the trolls, uh, you know, helping with the magic, they have hidden folk. Yeah. The hidden folk, these other characters. And they are, whenever they first came out, I was like, I don't remember these people in the movie, but they have, they have they're, tales. They're, they're actually like Scandinavian folklore. So yeah. they drew from actual, like where frozen is, is from to, they almost look like Navi, but like, <laughs> like wood, like woodland wood elf, elf Navi. Navi. Yeah, because they have tails and and kind of uh you know They're very kind of, wild looking. Yeah, very wild hair and things. So at first I was like, whoa, who are these people? But uh, you know, it but they basically just replaced the troll. So it was really well done. So that was that was probably one of like the bigger changes, but I, I thought it was well done. But I mean other than that Yeah, I liked them. It, it follows the story um pretty similarly uh to the to the movie. So you know, again, if you like the movie, you really like this. I think some of the things I liked about this and, and what Disney does really well is the production. Yeah, the, produ- so, the production is unrivaled in in Disney, like, and, Broadway and all, shows. Right, exactly. I mean, if you've ever seen The Lion King, The Lion King is like their poster child. Uh, it has all of the incredible puppets. I would they- argue that Aladdin is probably their best produced one. I think that has the best scenery I'm saying that, but when po- most people think of Broadway and Disney, they think of The Lion King. Yeah, yeah. The, li- the, the Lion, Lion King, King is the one with the most success, and it's and the longest, has made the most money. Yeah, it's yeah. the longest running one. But I will say, and that's kind of what I want to get into. So, if you've seen The Lion King, you know you've seen their costumes of how they act as the animals. I was very impressed with the Sven. Yes, yeah, the Sven is. It follows that same uh, puppet costume sort of thing going yeah, on where there's somebody in it and it looks like but a giant, you can't tell though like whereas in the lion like king big yeah, caribou yeah we're in the lion king you can tell that somebody is in there working the animal you can't really see the person and you know i, I was trying to tell of 
you know, how is that person in there? Cause it's like, they're on all fours, but I think, are they maybe on like some sort of like stilts to make themselves a little bit bigger? It was, and I, I mean, his it, eyes blink and everything yes. like it's, it's a very impressive and well done. Olaf's well done too. Now you can see the actor oh my gosh, that plays, Ol- Olaf. that plays Olaf. Um, so, so you can see that she that's, incredible. that's more like the, uh, Timon character exactly in the Lion like King. Timon. Yeah, exactly. Like Timon. So you have a, you have a puppet that is in front of the actor behind them. And so the actor has to both act with their face and she, I don't know her name. I should look it up, but she is incredible. Like, she's such a good face actor. But then also while she's doing that, oh, uh, Olaf's oh. face is doing, the same kind of thing again, with just blinking, a little bit yeah, again, less expression and moving. because it's, it's a puppet. Right. I mean, not a little bit less expression, a lot less, but still it's, it's incredible to watch her control the puppet and also act herself at the same time. So you almost get two characters for the price of one. Exactly. Yeah. So that's impressive. But I, I think Sven is the most impressive uh, kind of puppet they've done on Broadway. I think he's more impressive than, Everything they did on Lion King. I just think you say that because we haven't seen the Lion King in no, a couple years. No, it, but it's because you can't see the person controlling him. Uh, you know, he blinks, he moves. It, it's just, it's, well, it's yeah, a lot more. They only more... have one, though. The Lion King Correct. has a, Correct. They no, fill you're right. up the you're stage right. with you're puppets. Right. No, you're right. You're right. But but it, it's it's really well done. But I mean, the sets are amazing. I mean, when, when Elsa I builds. The bridge yeah, when Elsa builds the ice palace and everything. I mean, there's there's um, icicles that pop up out of the stage, yes. and grow out of the stage. She has a tremendous quick change and let it oh go. Oh my gosh! Yeah, our friend was asking us to please watch her quick change and let us go, let it go, because she said I watched it over and over and I could not figure out how they did it, and I actually didn't figure it out. You were the one who did, because yeah. So if you don't, if you kind of don't want the magic ruin, but what it what it looked like, we were pretty close to the stage. But essentially, it looks like what happens is so yeah. What I was gonna say is if you don't want the magic room, maybe skip ahead thirty seconds. But yeah. essentially, what it looks like happens is she kind of goes well, into there's position. A, there's a fog. Yeah, that a fog is comes on the in. Stage, so you can't see very much. Right, and and she stands in a position, and then they pull uh, the stage her, her dress open up. Yeah, and they and, and they kind they of pull, pull her down. dress down into the floor, and then she has that you know ice gown underneath when she when she does let it go. But it is a very impressive to see, and, it, and it's a huge moment. It closes the first act. Everybody yeah. you know loves let it go. Uh, it, it, it's really well done. Chills, like straight chills everywhere. It was so amazing. Yeah, it, and, and it's great. I mean, her glove floats away. It's so cool. Yeah, it, it, it's a great show, and and I think really you know like I said we saw it on Broadway, but I mean. It's going to be touring this fall, so if, if you can go see it at a, right. at a it's city either touring, near you. It's touring now, right? Because well, it's start it's it. starting the fall. Okay, it's starting in the fall of touring, but you know, I mean, oh, yeah. the the people did like so well. I mean, the, the child actors that play young Anna and Elsa were incredible. Oh I mean, everybody just you know all across the board, and, and you really don't expect anything less from Disney. Um, but it, it was just uh, you know just a, a great thing from start to finish just a quick note on the on the children who played um when we we saw the original um young anna she's since like just last week left or two a couple of weeks ago left the show did her last show but uh her and elsa both had such a great energy and elsa had to be a little bit more reserved but young anna uh, i'm sure everybody plays it like this was just that precocious little kid just jumping around and super excited and and like you believed she wanted to play like it was it was a, it she was wanted to build that snowman <laughs> 
Yeah, she wanted to build that snowman or convince Elsa to use her powers. And it was just, again, it was it was so, Disney's shows in on Broadway are so immersive. Uh, Disney shows in general are immersive, but it was fantastic. Um, and Yeah, so where would you rank this one? In terms of, so let's go with kind of the, let's go with like the big three that are out right now. So you have Lion King, Aladdin, and Frozen all running on Broadway right now. So where where would you rank this one overall? Okay, so this is a hard question to answer because it's, I could do two different rankings. If it was easy, I wouldn't ask it. That's the only reason. I I could say the best to the worst. I asked it as a hard Hard if one. I said best okay. to the worst, like okay. if you are only going to see one, you've never seen any and of you them. you can't I, pick them all number one. I would pick probably Lion King, Frozen, Aladdin. Um, oh, see, I would say if you can only go see one, and now this is assuming you kind of like all of the movies, because if you hated any of the movies, I wouldn't go see any of the musicals because they are essentially the movie. So if you don't like the movie, you're not going to like the musical. You know, if you like the movie, you're going to like the musical. I would say I would, I would put Aladdin number one. I I think that's, I think that's the best one. Aladdin was fantastic, but I had that moment of, I could not take myself out of the fact that I couldn't figure out why he wouldn't just wish to really be he wished to be really to be a prince and at the very end whenever there the genie is trying but to that's say unfair. that's a problem do with you the wish movie. to really be a prince i'm like well that was his first that's, wish that's the problem with the movie of aladdin in general you can't blame that on the musical you're gonna say the same thing next you know whenever we go see the aladdin movie that's out like it, it's that's the same issue it's not <laughs> it's not an issue that the musical changed that all of a sudden so i think that's a unfair knock on that but <laughs> Just in terms of production value and show numbers and everything uh, and kind of comedy, I would put Aladdin number one. Yeah. I would put Lion King two because I, I, if, if you told me I could either go see Lion King or Frozen again, I think I would want to go see Lion I would King pick, again. I would pick Frozen again, but that's just because we've seen the Lion King, King twice more already. Often. Yeah. I, but looking at it, though, I would want to see Lion King because, again, I, I'm a fan of Frozen. I really like the musical but I'm not that big a fan of right. Frozen that I that I don't know I would want to. I definitely would, would like to see it again. But the the Lion King musical I really like the songs like you said the the sets and, and everything. And then is, you get the added bonus of having He Lives in You as part of the musical, which is only that's part of the second the Lion King two, Simba's Pride. So that you get that that's extra the best song. amazing song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the well, best. Well, the Circle of Life is a little iconic, you know, just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's up for debate. So, yeah. So I would say I go and have a heart attack. I would say I would say I would I would probably put the Lion King, and and it's not like a huge, it's not like it's a huge difference between one, two, and three. I mean, you you could convince me that the Lion King's the best one or the Frozen's the best one, and I think that's what's so amazing. Like you said, they do such a good job on all of these that any of them could be considered the best because they all have strong suits and they all have, you know, weaknesses in their own way because nothing's going to be perfect. Nothing can be Hamilton here. So, <laughs> so uh, I mean, you, yes, you know, you're, you're going to yes have them, but, no. but I, I, that would be my three. It would be Aladdin, uh, Lion King, and then Frozen. Yeah. I, now, if you ask me which three, I can't I would, believe you put uh, Aladdin third. I think that's, 
It's. Uh, I think that I'm a little bit. Well, Aladdin. The the sets and production value of Aladdin are by far the that best. That alone puts it at two. That's that a, alone. They are the best. I. They could just. They could just me, come out on stage and just talk and say, "Hey, we're Aladdin. Thanks for coming." And just show you the sets. And that's and the that costumes. Would, that would put yeah. it at two just right well, there. Well, if you ask me though, I was trying to distance myself from. Although I wasn't able to distance myself from the fact that I just love Lion King the most of anything in the whole world. But if you really. Ask, <laughs> I didn't know you liked that movie. Um, but if you ask from me. From what I heard, you are very against the movie that's coming out. I thought you were very anti-Lion King. Well, now the that fact- I found out that they have a VR set and that they've been shooting it almost like a nature documentary, oh, so I am very hold, intrigued. Hold on. Hold on. I believe a few weeks ago, I <laughs> talked about how incredible this movie looks, and I thought it looked like a nature documentary and you told me, uh, well, you know, it's okay. Like, I'm not sure that it's that great looking. I mean, I've seen nature documentaries and they're much better. I really wish that the audience could see your face and, right now as you're making fun of me. And now all of a sudden it's, Oh, they shot it like a nature documentary. I'm very excited about yeah, this movie. I'm talking and about John Favreau. The I trust now of it. I'm oh. not talking about the, the visuals of themselves because I still will hold that. I think that it looks very good for not being a real lion, okay. but it does not look like a real lion to me. It's okay. Like I understand. Fully. You're starting to backpedal. We're only about two months out till the movie comes. You have to start softening so that, you know, come July when you're like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. People aren't like, whoa, this is a quick turnaround. You could be like, oh no, for months I've been saying <laughs> I've been looking forward to this movie. I, I, I understand what's happening here and it's, it's fine. Uh, I don't buy it. The fans all know you're a fraud, but it's uh. <laughs> It's okay. Anyway, we'll, I was we'll trying pretend to say like it happened. I was trying to say that I just read the article in the D23 magazine about how they Oh, oh, you're a D23 member now and since they did a write up, <laughs> The Lion King is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Aren't we fancy over there? Are you done? For now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when I was reading the article in a magazine that I shall not name, uh, they mention how if it's an animal that is dangerous, they would shoot it with a long lens. And then once you become friendly with it and know it's okay, then you get that wide angle lens. And that's something that I, as a, as a viewer probably wouldn't notice. So now that I am going into the movie with that knowledge, I think that I'll have a different kind of appreciation and I might appreciate that aspect of the movie. And I also just thought it was really cool that they said that they have a VR set so they could walk around the set of like, like they're in actual Africa and then mark places with a laser that says, oh, there should be a scene here. It looks really cool. Yeah, it, it actually is impressive that they basically built a Lion King video game to shoot this movie. Which I want to be the new um, void. The void. <laughs> yep. Reality. But yeah, they, they, they built a VR... So John Favreau was able to put on VR glasses and essentially he could just fly around the entire set and go from any angle and that's how he would position the camera. So, you know, they talked about how with the Jungle Book since they had one human character, they had to do things on green screen, so they had to it was very expensive and time consuming. They had to move cameras around, you know, reset the scenes to reset the action where it's here it was all computerized. There was no humans involved, so they didn't have to do green screen. So they could do it all within a computer. And he could very easily, if he wanted to do an aerial shot of Pride Rock and then go and do a ground shot of Pride Rock, it's not like they had to move camera equipment around. He just said, you know, fly me up there, fly me around. But what's going to happen on this movie is we're going to go, 
the circle of life is going to start playing. And I'm going to start crying. And you're going to start crying immediately. So again, yeah, I, no, I'm, again, I'm you're just, you're backpedaling already and it's fine. I mean, I understand as by I, July, this is going to be the greatest movie that you've ever seen. It's cool. And then I'm going to say, I told I doubt you it so. Because be prepared. Won't be in it. I'm going to say, I told you so. What if it's secretly in there? What if they've been setting us up and it's secretly Jeremy in there? Jeremy Irons singing it and voicing What if it? he secretly did it? What if it's just a magic moment? And then you're just going to get up and if scream I, and just run through this, the screen. You're just going to be like, I'm going to call a man through And just screen. run through the screen. Listen, if, if they seek, they I'll video in, that if prepared. that happens. If they keep be prepared in there and Jeremy Irons voices it, I will stand. I will stand on the corner down, down on the street with a Lion King billboard on me saying, go see the movie. It's amazing. And really check out Scar or something. Okay. I, I, I really there. don't think it's in the movie, but. I really now hope it is. <laughs> Maybe Disney will be listening and they'll add it in just to make you do this. That'll be awesome. We'll so, have some video of that if it happens. Yes. So. so anyway, I was in the middle of saying that um, as far as movie or the musicals that I would want to actually re-see, like personally, I would probably want to see Frozen first because I, I appreciated the nuance and I would like to watch the movie again just to see more clearly the differences. Well, you'll be able to see Frozen 2 before long. <laughs> well, yeah, Frozen will be coming soon enough, and we'll be able to see it again um, to our local theaters. But yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully we get we yeah, get Frozen around. Probably here. not this year, but maybe the year after that. But Aladdin. Um, so I would do Frozen, Aladdin, and then The Lion King because I know The Lion King so well that going to the musical isn't. I mean, it's great, it's amazing, it's fantastic. But I've I know the Lion King inside and out. So I like this double backtrack. You're backtracking that the movie's not going to be that bad, but now you're also trying to play it cool of like, well, you know, I mean, I like the Lion King, but it's like the third best musical. No, I'm so, not saying it's not the th- it's not the third best. I'm saying we I all know what you're saying. I don't want to see it again over the other. Just two. admit you love the Lion King. It's fine. <laughs> so, all right, but yeah, definitely if it if it comes to a city near you or you're able to go to new york and see it any of the three really any, yeah any of the three they're all on broadway right now uh definitely recommend it so i want to thank everybody for listening again uh if you do not follow us on facebook we are at enchanted podcast but if you don't follow us on facebook you may not have seen the post we're actually running a contest right now it's a captain marvel giveaway so we have a couple captain marvel funkos we have captain marvel and i'm still trying to figure out a way i could keep those both for myself goose you're not eligible to win so but in order uh to enter this contest all you need to do is leave us a review uh anywhere you get your podcast and just kind of take a screenshot of that review and post it as a comment on the content post and then we will pick uh, one winner to win uh, both of them, and we'll announce the winner, and then we'll we'll send you uh, both fun cows. So fun. yeah, so and then it, and if you do not follow us on Facebook, um, you know, make sure you like our page so that if we do any contests in the future, you'll see those or for uh, these uh, contest updates as well. So excellent. Yep, uh, we'll catch everybody here again next week, and remember, have, have a, a magical, magical day. day.